0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and television program. Presented by Acura. Precision, crafted performance. Visit acura.ca for our latest lineup, special offers, and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, our year in review specials as we kick through the topics, storylines, headlines of 2017 looking back. Weeksie, Scully, Zucchino, the year that was, 2017. And uh, for me, I'll kick off this category, guys. This is the most overrated story, performance, player of the year. And I'm going to go to Aaron Hills as a golf course. Because, you know, heading into Aaron Hills, there was so much chatter. And mainly because of the drop ball by Mike Davis the previous year at Chambers Bay. Right, with the rotating pars, the putting greens that were barely puttable, the uh, slanted T-decks. It was a bit of a sideshow and a circus that came to town when it came to Chambers Bay. And I'm not a traditionalist by any means. I like old-fashioned golf courses, I love modern courses as well, but I don't need the Davis sideshow. As part of my U.S. Open. In fact, I don't even know, want to know who the person's name is that sets up my major championship. It's called a tournament committee. But yet at the U.S. Open, we get a different story. Then Aaron Hills rolls around. A golf course none of us have really ever seen before. There was a Am there, which a couple players in the field saw a few years earlier. But we really didn't know what to expect. And there was all this chatter. You know, is this a risk for the USGA? Then there was all this talk that plus eight's going to win. This thing is one of the longest courses in in U.S. Open history. This, this, this. Then we get to the uh, tournament, and Rory McIlroy is saying, you've got 60 yards from A to B, and if you can't hit it, you should go home, and guess who missed the cut? (laughs) Rory McIlroy. And you know what? The tournament kind of came, and it kind of went. We saw 63 on a Saturday that I kind of went, eh. I saw huge fairways. I saw no wind. And I went, you know what? I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Could have been better. Mediocre at best. A lot of talk for nothing. I know they'll end up going back there because of the location. They want to have the US Open move around to certain places, fiscal commitments, etc. But, you know what? I'm not looking forward to the next time.
2: I think the course could be a lot end up being a lot better if it had not been soft, if it, if there had been wind like there normally is yeah. there. But you can't guarantee those things, so why take the chance? I mean, they've already Brought in the fairways at Shinnecock for for next year, so you know that they uh, they don't want to have the second the second coming of Aaron Hills next year.
1: Uh, I, Bob, did you have the same feeling before I get to you for your uh, it was, for your it was, uh, overrated? It was, yeah, it
2: was just kind of meh. It was yeah. flat, you know, and even seeing Justin Thomas hit the seven hundred yard par five and yeah. two and. Yeah, didn't really have any, it was just flat, just a flat finish.
1: I agree. All right, Bob, overrated story, player, performance of the year, something that we hyped, that we looked forward to, or we talked to death, or right, uh, it's gone.
2: Well, I'm going to be Johnny Miller's best friend because I'm going to say that Brandon <laughs> Grace's 62 was was among the most overrated uh, rounds. And take nothing away from from Brandon Grace because it was a good round. It was a solid round. It's the lowest round ever shot in a major championship, obviously. Um it was an 8 under round it was played in perfect conditions no wind on a golf course that was soft and strangely enough for the rna they set up the golf course like as if they were expecting hurricane winds or something i mean it was as gettable as anything i've ever seen mm-hmm. and his score you know in relation to the rest of the field wasn't that huge of a gap so i don't want to take any anything away from shooting 62 because you still got to hit your golf ball but to me it wasn't the 62 that i would have thought would have sort of become the record in a a major championship. And the other one was, in a different kind of way, was the President's Cup. In terms of the scrambling and the stuff that went on after, about how are we going to fix this, what are we going to do, how are we going to change that, Mm -hmm. that story to me was just overrated because this was an American team that would have walked over anybody, I think, that we've seen in recent years, European, international, or even other American teams. I mean, they were just so dominant that this thing would have been over early in, in in any year, in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that we're talking about having to change the President's Cup and alter things, let's go back two years and look what happened in Korea. I think that's a better representation. Mm -hmm. I
1: think uh, the world better get used to this U.S. team running people over. I think the Europe better get used to this, get ready for Paris in 2018, because I think this U.S. team with these kids, the way they're clicking away, and even their veterans are in early 30s. Dustin Johnson's far from old. I think look out, and if you look at the top of the European food chain, It's getting a little older. I'm not saying there's not better. There's still some good young players. You got a little
2: assist uh, recently when Paul Casey decided to retake his champion membership. That'll help for sure.
1: But I tell you, man, uh, look out for this Team USA. Now, Bob, uh, I got your first one there with Brandon Grace. Couldn't agree more. when you think of all the players that came close in the last few years of knocking on the door of 62s and how epic that could have been, the one that I go to all the time is the Saturday of Phil Mickelson at the Without Open Championship the year before. I still don't know how that ball's not in all. <laughs> that was a perfect putt. As Jack Nicklaus would say, I made it. It just didn't go in. Right. right? So, uh, and all of these, it came close in the PGA Championship. We saw it. And then for that one, this kind of flat backdoor kind of 62. Yeah, kind and, of, it was early in the And I day. hate the side with Johnny yeah. Miller. Yeah, I mean, hate he was in the Johnny hunt really before that. But no. anyway. All right, Scully, the overrated performance player story of the year, something that you just went, yeah, you just, maybe you were juiced for it personally, and then we went, huh?
3: Well, I was sort of, uh, mine goes back actually to the Players' Championship. And going into that, that drivable 12th hole, It was yeah, it was exciting. Someone can you can drive the hole, but really that hole. I mean, you couldn't really. The layup was hard. You miss it anywhere left, you're in the water. The it was a very strange green, and that tournament overall. See Woo Kim and Ian Poulter fighting down the stretch. (laughs) Whoop de doo It just wasn't. It didn't have the pump and pizzazz that you know many players' championships have in the past. We did see an Ian Poulter shank on the 18th hole, which was. Quite riveting and exciting. He but, grooved his hawsles right after that. <laughs> but but for Siwoo Kim, uh he's someone that after he won that, he was pumping all these drivers off the deck. I was pumped to watch him. And what did do, what did he do after that? <laughs> miscut. Withdraw T thirteen at uh, at Aaron Hill. So not bad.
1: If you were going <laughs> to military duty, you might be a little deflated after that, too. <laughs>
3: and then after the T thirteen, miscut, 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 T fifty, uh withdraw, forty three, forty, fifty-eight, and then the president's cup, he was mm. so it, it was sort of Th- those two tie together for me. I was really excited about seeing that drivable twelfth at the Players Championship, and it really didn't do much for me.
1: You know what? Uh, I am so happy, Scully, that you brought this up and, and selected this story okay. as your as your overrated uh, story of the year because I was wondering if the Players Championship was going to come up over our year in review specials. Because for me, it's one of the biggest disappointments of the year. Oh yeah, I love the Players Championship. And I think the Players' Championship, to a certain degree, has a lot of Augusta in it in the sense that every year the golf fan is familiar with the course. The course is part of the show. It's a star. I think it's the greatest three finishing holes in championship golf, uh, the golf's greatest stadium, mm-hmm. golf's greatest field, the changes to add more theatrics with the drivable par four, as you outlined. We put all of this into a bowl, and we got nothing. We got a poor leaderboard, we got Siwoo Kim, we got Ian Poulter, who, by the way, with a chance to win and a sand wedge in his hand from 105 yards on Sunday on the 16th hole, hit it 60 feet left of the right oh, hole yeah. location. <laughs> One of the worst shots I've seen all year when it mattered was Ian Poulter's sand wedge heading into that par 5 16th hole. And I'm glad you went with that, Scully, because to me that that was... So looking forward to that. It's one of the first times this uh, in a long time that I hadn't actually physically been at the Players. You were at the Players this year, Bob. Normally, I'm always at the Players. Yeah. Uh, and I was just shocked at how stale that broadcast was and that golf tournament was on the weekend.
2: Just flat. Just kind of flat. I mean, take nothing away from Siwoo Kim, but... Yeah, it just didn't seem to be any real buzz to the tournament.
1: And, and does it go back, Scully, to golf is like every other sport? And I say this all the time that sports are driven by stars. Oh, okay, for sure. If you've got LeBron James against Steph Curry in the NBA final, okay, that is going to excite a lot of people that don't traditionally watch basketball. So I'm going to watch that. I watch maybe three basketball games a year. They're all Raptor games because I'm a Homer basketball fan, okay? <laughs> but if you give me you know, Chicago Bulls against, uh, you know, Dallas. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. I couldn't care less. I'm not a basketball fan. So golf is driven by its stars. And the fact that most of us think that the Masters off the top of our head is the best tournament of the year, Mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence that it was Justin Rose versus Sergio Garcia in a playoff. Is that part of this year? Uh,
3: It's the same thing, you know, going in an earlier uh, show, we were talking about the – you know, the Northern Trust with DJ against Jordan Spieth. Like, it was epic duels. You know, look in the past, Tiger against Phil. Uh, this is obviously driven by stars and guys who, you know, the top players in the world going toe-to-toe. And just looking forward here, imagine if Tiger can get back on top of his game and you have a Tiger against, you know, Jordan Speeth down the stretch or a Tiger against Justin Thomas. Imagine what the ratings would be for that. Yeah, you
2: have, you know, it's the biggest stage. That's the thing, too, that you want the big players. Now, we've always had... Some oddball finishers like Craig Perks winning. And, you know, even to a certain extent, Stephen Ames was a surprise, even though we loved it because he mm-hmm. beat all those guys. But, you know, Jason Day and Tiger and Adam Scott. I mean, you look at the winners of the Players' yeah. Championship. You just think that this should be driving bigger names and bigger performances. You know, it's,
1: it's so interesting, Bob, that you mentioned that because it is such a brilliant golf course. Yeah. It is, especially for a piece of swamp. It's a brilliant golf course, and it, it really uh, is a full examination of every aspect of the game. You, bombers can't, just don't win. Short game guys will win. It's everything. Yet for such a great golf course a spectacular field, Bob hit on the head. The, the types of winners we've had every other year, every couple of years, a name pops up there, and you go, how did that happen? Yeah. And it's, it's something very unique to the stadium course at Sawgrass. All right, on the other side, we're going to flip the coin on this. We're going to talk the other side of this fence. The underrated story performance of the year. What should we have been talking about more most of the year and we weren't? And were not and we now looking back, we're going, wow, this is our year interview special.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision, crafted performance. Visit acura.ca for our latest lineup, special offers, and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new P790 irons with Speed Foam technology. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to GTC Year in Review, Zakino Week. Scully, as we break down the year that was, we just talked overrated story of the year. Things that we hyped up, and they came and they went, and we were like very disappointed or very over underwhelmed, uh, I, I, I should say, in regards to the performances, the stories, etc. But there's also the other side of that coin. The underrated. And Scully, we'll start with you. What jumped out at you this year that we look back and we go, man, we weren't talking about that enough, or we didn't give it enough credit or enough hype or enough attention. And man, were we wrong. That was underrated, and we should be giving it more attention.
3: Well, I think what was really underrated this year was the year that Mark Leishman had on the PGA Tour. He had a great... Year starting at Bay Hill with that victory, he was remarkably consistent all year. Sixteen top 25. fives—that's pretty darn good. Sixth in the FedEx Cup rankings, sort of fizzled out in the Presidents Cup per se. He didn't really have the mojo, but quite frankly, none of the team did. Uh, he had a victory in the playoffs, but one of the funnier moments of the year, I must say, when he went on to win uh, in the playoffs, he uh, he had a chip uh, and he almost drilled one of the camera guys right where it <laughs> yes. hurts. <laughs> and uh thank God he didn't. But uh a great year for Mark Leishman and uh I, I he's one of the better ball strikers on tour, and plus he capped it off a couple weeks ago losing in a playoff to Justin Thomas in Korea. So.
1: You know, it's funny you bring that up. I called that one for PGA Tour Radio. When that eagle dropped at the par 5 16th, yes. I lost my, I lost my I remember mind that well. when that yep. thing how about, went how, how,
2: about, how about Mark Leishman making that putt in the uh, in the President's Cup and then he go out and celebrated with the Canadian guys oh, dressed as the Canadian so unitards, yeah, that right? Was the that the funniest thing. It's, it's oh, it, that was awesome. My. Interesting, you know, that you, when you say that. If you talk to a lot of PGA Tour players, they will tell you that he's probably the most underrated guy out, out there.
1: there. Two wins this year, and I got to tell you, uh, at uh, Arnold Palmer, he was really emotional. He was very he was, emotional to win yep. that, not just to get the win, but to get it, you know, at at Arnie's place. The first Arnold Palmer Invitational since Arnie's passing, mm-hmm. uh, it was important to a lot of players yep. that they were there. There was an energy and a weight to that tournament this year that normally isn't there uh, because of what's what transpired. In, in the winter previous and uh boy did that propel him to to a super year. Um, he made that big putt at the international for the international team of the presidents cup. Bob. But uh, I, I like most of the players on that team, I was expecting more from Leishman that week at yeah, Liberty National. A lot of people were. However, I think he just got in the wave of negativity. How could anybody <laughs> break out of that dark cloud as yeah, one person yeah. with those twelve guys going down the toilet all at once? Mm-hmm, but that's right. I'm with you, uh, Scully. I think uh, his season is very underrated and something that maybe we should have talked about a lot more. Bob, underrated. I performance got two guys of the year.
2: One young, one old. All right. My young guy, Austin Connolly. Oh, yeah. What a player this kid is turned out to be, and uh, with limited status on the European Tour, basically, basically was a full-time Challenge Tour player, which is their version of the Web Tour. Parlayed his, uh, his, his play on the big tour into a full-time card next year on the European tour. And I know the ties to Canada are a little bit tenuous, but he's embraced it. Uh, his play at the, uh, at the Open Championship this year was spectacular, especially when you see this kid up close. <laughs> he's got to be 130, maybe maybe 130. Uh, he, makes, he makes Mark Zucchino
3: look like the Hulk. Yes, he does. He really does. does. So so if he stood beside me, like, are we, oh my God. He looked like
1: he should be on your knee with your hand in his back doing (laughs) a ventriloquist (laughs) act.
3: Tiny guy,
2: but this guy, can this guy ever hit his woods and his long irons? Like, he is going in. It kind of reminds me of the old Marlene Street story when she was playing in the U.S. Women's Open against uh, Joanne Carner. And, you know, Joanne Karner would told me that she would outdrive her by over 100 yards, and they'd get up on the green, and Marlene would be 4 feet, and she'd be 30 feet. So this kid can really, really play. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the future.
1: It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes of the year, and I'm going to screw this up, so I'm going to need you to, to fix <laughs> okay. it, because he, I think he said it to you, Bob, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about the rough and he never hits it in the rough that's I wouldn't right. know yeah, something like, right. he's he so just straight. being
2: sure to help you in the, in the weather conditions and he says I don't know I've never been any taller so <laughs> uh, and then my other my other underrated guy who doesn't does not get enough credit for how well he plays is Bernie Langer. Oh, Bernard Langer. Oh, yeah. is, well, maybe because
1: he's cheating. That I mean, <laughs> could be part of it. <laughs> <could be>. uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. But, I mean, you know, he's
2: on the verge of another president, or another Charles Schwab Cup. He's won four of the last seven. I mean, this guy just keeps continuing to win, and even the guys he plays against just can't figure out how this guy at 60 years old is, is able to, to beat the, the field.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head right now. The most impressive thing about Bernard Langer of who he's beat in the last five years is father time. This man is oh, yeah. beating father time. He's the most dominant player on that tour, hands down, at age 60. When it's supposed to be an ATM machine for the 50, 51, 52-year-old, he's still doing it at mm-hmm. 60. And I think when we look back, he will be the greatest Champions Tour player of all time. Hale Irwin may have a better record at the end. That's still to be debated. But the fact that that tour now and the strength of that tour compared to the strength when Hale Irwin was doing his, his damage... That tour is so strong now, and the level of play on that tour is so strong. The fact that Longer's doing it at 60, I think he'll go down as the man on that tour. I really do. I'm going to shock you guys Uh on my Uh underrated Uh performer of the year, and it it also is a little bit to do with myself (laughs) because I was handing out hardware to this guy so much earlier than everybody else. I've been mentioning this. It took too long for me, for the golf community, to embrace Justin Thomas as the player of the year, Mm -hmm. as the guy this year. We're still talking about it previously in our year-in-review specials, how it was a streaky year. You break the year up in chunks, and we look at this segment, that segment, this segment. This guy won five times with the major. There's a handful of players this century that have won five times or more in a season. Yet Justin Thomas, no credit. I'll say the same thing to my colleagues on the PGA Tour radio team. Smart guys, great guys, working at Eastlake with them. They're still going through scenarios at Eastlake where Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson can be the player of the year, in their opinion. And I'm screaming yeah. at the top of my lungs. The player of the year is decided because no one else can have five wins in a major. That guy standing over there and his name is Justin Thomas and the hardware and the respect should have been handed out a month ago, six weeks ago, whatever the number was, I had it out early. And I think the fact that he's won already in seventeen, eighteen is making a lot of those people go, hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. This is now 12 months and he's won more than anybody anywhere and this is for real. We're not talking about a guy 34 who found his stride in a career year. This is a 24 year old. We better get used to Justin Thomas. There is zero flaws in this guy's game, in my opinion.
2: Uh, I absolutely agreed. And he's and the other thing, great young guy, great kid. He's just so nice to talk to, very relaxed, very laid back, a lot of fun. So he's a guy you can cheer for. You can really feel good about him.
3: And, and he's a he's a great guy for this next wave of golf. You know, a young guy who's who's a short little guy and absolutely. Bombs the ball, and and he's a great guy for you know kids around the world to look up to because he's so humble. At like a, a great moment was uh, in his end of in his FedEx Cup press conference when his grandfather called him. I love that. <laughs> yeah. his phone <laughs> Absolutely said, oh, wait, love that. I'm Grandpa the I'm in a press here. conference yeah, to call you back. It <laughs> 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 was just a great moment.
1: I will yeah. say this: I love uh, the, the opposites, the clashes. You know, like uh, you need Luke Skywalker and you need need Darth Vader to make an epic final sword fight, right? Uh, now, I'm not suggesting that either one of these guys is a good guy or a bad guy, but I like the opposites. And I like the potential of watching for the next decade Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, a guy who gets it done with ball striking that looks like a, a technician and, and, and a mechanic with his golf swing who who is just, you know, Tita Green, so good. And another guy who's pouring in 50-footers on you and just gutting you out, like giving mm. you an American version of Seve Ballesteros and just punching you in the gut. That, that dichotomy for the next 10 years with those two friends is going to make for great theater yep. and great television. And the one thing I like, the, the tournament he's won recently in Korea, yep. uh, this time around, I don't know if you saw the playoff, but he did... You know he had uh, he had that tournament, that one hand on the trophy there coming down the stretch. He had 249 into a cold wind to an island green par five, could have won that tournament with a layup. He hit three wood on the deck and went for eagle oh, yeah. to close the deal. That tells me what his mo- how his mind mm-hmm. works and I got checked. This guy's out there to win it anyway, guys. Uh, lots of uh, underrated performances, but I think we hit on a few really good ones right there. Lots coming up from Golf Talk Canada still over the off- off-season year and review specials as we break down the year that was, uh, all the themes, all the stories. We don't go anywhere 52 weeks a year. Trust me, Adam, Bob, and I are absolutely exhausted. We're <laughs> going to still talk about year and review specials. We'll say goodbye to our national audience. And remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new P790 irons with Foam technology. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by moto caddy and Stewart golf dream machines the canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys sold in over 30 countries around the world they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages abilities and budgets for more information visit jpsmgolf.com now here are your hosts mark Zacchino and bob weeks
1: this is golf talk canada year in review special mark Zacchino bob weeks adam scully as we break down the year That was 2017, but we've kind of done that over the last uh, few shows of the year in review specials of, you know, what was in 2017. And my favorite part, guys, about the year in review specials that we do uh, annually on Golf Talk Canada is what is coming up in 2018. What do we anticipate? What do we see? Predictions for the year. And we will get to all our predictions, but let's start with the majors of 2018. Uh, Bob, we'll start with you. Uh, the venues are great. They're spectacular. There's really not a lot of question marks here, especially in the first three. Uh, who will win the majors in 2018 and why?
2: Well, uh, I'll start off with the Masters. That's a good place to start, right? I suggest we do this chronologically. All right. All right. Why don't right. we do that chronologically? I'm going to say that the guy who is going to win the Masters this year is the guy who probably should have won it last year if he hadn't fallen down a flight of stairs. I'm going to say uh, that Dustin Johnson will come back. I think towards the end of the 2017 calendar year, he was starting to show that form again, uh, where he was. And I think, you know, with the exception of one final round where he messed up, but I think he's starting to get himself into a groove. And I think the the fact that his putter is is still pretty solid, I think is the, going to be the key to him. T to Green... You know, he's he's pretty good. It's can, hard
1: to bet against Dustin or not have him as a favorite on a golf course that demands you take advantage of par fives. Exactly,
2: too, right? exactly. So I think he's long enough. So I think he's he's I think going to be hungry, too, when he gets back there, having missed and uh, been so hot going in last year. So I think he's the guy for me.
1: Do you think Dustin Johnson's looking back at 2017 as a disappointment with the three wins but no major?
2: Uh, Yeah, to a certain extent, I think he is. I think he's look, looking back at it as a missed opportunity. And I think, you know, he had his second child, so that obviously threw some some stuff into the, uh, into the mix as well. Off the golf course probably took his attention away. But I think overall, especially going into Augusta, you know, you could hear it in some of his comments later on, talking about, man, what might have happened, what might have been. You know, you never know, but...
1: U.S. Open is at Shinnecock Hills. One of my, my second favorite U.S. Open venue, only behind Pebble Beach. I absolutely adore Shinnecock Hills. Who will win the U.S. Open?
2: Shinnecock, I'm going I'm to throw you guys for a little bit of a loop. Uh-oh. Shinnecock, to me, is going to be demand guy who's straight off the tee mm-hmm. and a guy who can putt because you know how fast U.S. Open they greens They lost are. the
1: greens the last time That's at right. Shinnecock. That's
2: right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to suggest that Adam Hadwin will get nice. it done wow. at the U.S. Open. Well
1: done, Bob. Well I think done. he's
2: got a perfect game, and if he plays at that U.S. Open like he did at the first part of, uh, of the 2017 calendar year... When he was out in the Florida or in the West Coast swing, I think that he has got a perfect game for a U.S. Open style golf course, as long as he can control his wedge shots, and that's the only the only caveat. But I like his chance. I think if he's going to win a major, I think that's the one he's going to win.
1: And I would expect Shinnecock to be severe, but them, uh, but the USGA on top of not losing it. Right, like the way. last time. All way. right, Bob. Then we go to Carnoustie for the Open Championship, which is by far. Hands down, the, the the most difficult finish in championship golf. I don't care what course you I've Your wing foot, the massacre, yada, yada, yada. Day in and day out, without any setup, without any tweaking from the RNA, you could go to Carnoustie, 365 days a year, play the last five holes at Carnoustie, and I dare you to find a harder finish in the world of golf. Who will win at Carnoustie?
2: I think it's going to be a, a newcomer again. The first two guys, well, no DJs won before, but obviously Adam had one, hasn't won. But I think John Rahm is going to win that one. Mm. I like John Rahm in Europe. He uh, impressed me a little bit last year with with uh, just some of the shots he had in terms of of Open Championship, in terms of Lynx golf. I think that he's um, coming into his own now in terms of being able to handle his emotions, which will be a key if he gets down the stretch and he's in the hunt. And as long as the weather cooperates for him and it's not too severe and he doesn't get any bad breaks, which might throw him off a little bit, um, you know that happens at the Open Championship. But I like the fact that he is sort of a power player, and this course will demand some power uh, in the early going. And I think down the stretch he's got enough touch, like he showed at, uh, at Torrey Pines with that eagle putt um, last oh. year to, uh, to, to get it done.
1: And finally, the PGA Championship at Belle Reve Country Club in St. Louis. Not a bad golf course, so I don't want to take shots at Belle Reve, but certainly for my season of 2018, the weak sister of this year's majors, when you're going against, obviously, Augusta annually, but then Shinnecock and Carnoustie. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if Pebble Beach is the St. Andrews of the U.S. Open, then Shinnecock would be the Carnoustie of the OBA. and <laughs> right. the fact that we get them in the same year, I think, is brilliant. Who wins the PGA Championship? Well, I,
2: I think the fact that nobody knows this golf course coming in certainly—you know—we haven't seen anything as you suggest. Yeah. I'm going to give it to someone who's got uh, who's a good good thinker around a golf course. I'm going to give it to Jordan Spieth. I think he's going to get this one done. Wow. There's yet. a theme oh, wow.
1: and b- uh, complete the career Grand Slam, and there's a theme going on here that you will. We're going to go to you and then to me, Scully. But I just like to, to just highlight the brilliance of Bob Weeks. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, a, he's a brilliant man. I am honored to do this show with him week in and week out. Adam Scully, your winner... At Augusta National for the first major of 2018
3: is... Well, I'm just going to first tease that Bob and I have the same pick for one of the majors this year. Oh, uh-huh. wow. So maybe you're also brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't go too far. Too many pucks to the head. All but, right. You know, well, I will say my my Masters winner, his worst finish at Augusta is a T-11. Right. I think Jordan Spieth's going to get it done. Jordan Spieth, whose career at Augusta National is ridiculous.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. He has beaten the crap out of this field year yeah. in and year out since his debut as a rookie. Yeah. And you could take, you could do my Phil Mickelson bet. Every Mm -hmm. year for about 10 years in a row, I would go to Vegas, I would go to the sports book at uh, Caesar's Palace, and I would bet a futures bet. It was always in November. I would put $100 American on Phil Mickelson to win the Masters. Well, over that 10 year period, he won four of them at 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 13 to 1. Over a decade, I was up huge. If you do the same thing on Jordan Spieth, you're going to be up, not as much because the numbers are going to be five to do yep. five to two, three to one, six to one, eight to one. You're never going to get twelve to one on Jordan there. But if you do that over a decade, you're 100 percent right. You will you will not lose with Jordan
3: Spieth. Well, and the fact that he t11 last year with a nine on 15 in round one, pretty, I agree, pretty good. Uh, to the U.S. Open, another guy who had a close call last year. Uh, you need to be steady, Eddie, at the U.S. Open, Mister Matt Kuchar. Yeah, good finally. Is pick. he
1: the best player in the
3: world without a major He's right now? He's certainly there. on the short list, yeah, right? Him or Rick Fowler. You gotta,
1: Kuchar, you know. I like cooch at the as a good solid pick at the U.S. Open. And again, type of golf course that, that Bob's referring to without and that style of game, the plotter in the fairway underneath the hole, hole high, control, control, control. Boy, that sounds like cooch, doesn't it?
3: The Open Championship, where Bob and I agree, Mister John Rahm. Ah. I like him to win there. He showed a lot of pizzazz and flair in the Irish Open yes. at Port Stewart. Yep. Yes, uh, can play in any sort of condition. He's yes. got. He's he's a, he's a streaky putter as well. If he gets that flat stick rolling, right. But the big th- big thing that Bob touched upon is his attitude. Is he going to be throwing clubs? Is he going to be throwing golf balls on the? I golf think court?
1: he's. I think he has come around now. Yeah. To the awareness of it, so mm-hmm. is he going to have outbursts? Yes, we need those still. He needs them. He, he needs them. To... That's his personality. Yeah, he's semi. Yep. But the fact that he's aware of it now will mm-hmm. will be the stepping stone of what he needs
3: to do. It's it's yep. a he can use it as a positive. Yes, and the PGA, Mister uh, Brooks Kepka, I believe, is going to win. Wow! His second.
1: So Brooks Kepka, you yep. have winning. Majors in back-to-backs,
3: back to seasons. Back-to-back he is seasons. that
1: talented for you, and uh, a lot of people would agree
3: with you. And, and he was only one of a number of guys who made the cut in all four majors this year. He had the right. lowest score to par combined. Mm-hmm. Who was second, Hideki Matsuyama, actually in all four majors. Right. So, so Brooks you have going. let's go, let's let's so recap those again. Jordan Spieth, yes. Matt Kuchar, yes. John Rahm, yes. And Brooks. Very well done. All
2: and right. now, let's turn that Cristobal back over to you. Cristobal back
1: to me. I'm going to go with the Masters in Augusta with someone who probably should have a green jacket by now and would have won one probably over the last half a dozen years, but surprisingly hasn't, has won recently on the PGA Tour. I'm going to think Justin Rose oh. finally oh. dons yep. the green jacket. Yep. If there's a player with uh, almost a good a uh, record as Jordan Spieth over the last few years at Augusta, but doesn't have the win, it's Justin Rose. Of course, losing last year, or 2017, I should say, Mm -hmm. in a playoff to Sergio, and he has just played so well there. And I find it interesting that he has done so well there because a guy who fights his putter, you would think he is a U.S. Open champion. That is his major. That makes sense to me, that that would be the venue where it's more ball striking than it is a putting contest. Mm -hmm. Yet at Augusta, he's been brilliant without the win. In 18, Justin Rose gets the green jacket. Beautiful. At Shinnecock, I'm going to go with the ball striking machine of Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas will remain the hottest player in the in the planet. I think he will have the biggest spring on the PGA Tour. I think he'll be disappointed that he doesn't win at Augusta. I think Justin Ro- uh, Justin Thomas, excuse me, will be the grabbing his second major championship wow. at Shinnecock Hills in just a ball striking performance where he hits more greens than anyone else in the field, mm-hmm. and that's how he gets it done. So we've got. Uh, Justin Rose at Augusta, and Justin Thomas <laughs> at the U.S. So open. So do you
3: have Justin Leonard as the Open? Yes,
1: and then my yeah, cool. Open Championship. This is where I would like to suggest that both of you gentlemen are completely brilliant, and I understand now why I enjoy working with you so much. <laughs> You're going
2: to make it three in a row? Because John Robb R- <laughs> R-
1: will avenge Sergio <laughs> Garcia's bitter <laughs> loss to uh, Padraig yeah. Carrington the last time the Open Championship was our ca- at Carnoustie. Carnoustie is a ball striker's paradise when it comes to British Opens. Uh, John Rahm is a great ball striker. He's proven he can play in bad weather. He highlighted what happened in Ireland. He can hit the ball through the window like most Spaniards can. He can flight driver as good as he can flight pitching wedge. He gets it done Mm, at the Open Championship. (laughs) And the three of us just look like gold, boys. I, I like it. And why Bob is the smartest man in Canadian (laughs) golf (laughs) is because the career Grand Slam Uh, will be completed at the PGA Championship for one reason and one reason only. Nobody wills it in the hole better than Jordan Spieth. And after Jordan Spieth has to watch the three majors of the year go to somebody else and have his second ke- uh, kick at the can at the career grand slam in a row because he just missed it the first time here after his British Open win going to Charlotte and Justin Thompson getting it. He will be angry, he will be irritated, and I don't want to play against Jordan Spieth when he's angry and irritated because he will will that thing in the front door, and I don't care what game he brings to into St. Louis, Jordan Spieth goes on Mount Rushmore at the end of the year.
2: Boy, people are going to... Uh- Wow. Accuses of collusion. I don't. <laughs> so I'll go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll go. I I also have a theme. All my winners start with the letter J. Oh. Justin <laughs> Rose, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, and, and Jordan. Jordan Spieth. All right, predictions are fun, and that's our major uh, winners uh, for the year. But more predictions coming up next. There's still lots to come in terms of what to expect in 2018. We'll tell you next. More predictions in our year in review special right here on GTC.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome to Golf.com, our year-in-review special as we keep pointing the finger now towards 2018 and given predictions of who will win majors in 2018. and amazingly, so many common threads at so many tournaments. It's going to be interesting to see. We're either going to look all like geniuses or we're all going to look very dumb when it comes to our (laughs) 2018 major predictions. But predictions in general as we head into 2018. I'm going to avoid Tiger, and I'm also going to avoid Rory, because for the last three years I've been wrong on both. I keep predicting Tiger's going to retire, and I keep predicting Rory's going to win at Augusta. So I've bailed on Rory. I'm removing myself from the Tiger situation, and I'll go with this. Phil Mickelson is going to win in 2018. He is probably going to win early. It will more than likely come on the West Coast, but I will be shocked if Mickelson does not get off the snide and grab a W in 2018. And I guarantee you this, he will be in Paris, he will be playing, and he will qualify. He has been a captain's pick on the President's Cup team before, as recent as this year. But Phil has never in his career had to rely on a captain's pick to play on a Ryder Cup team and he won't have to do it in 2018 either. He will qualify for the red, white, and blue. To uh, contradict something that Mr. Weeks suggested <laughs> in one of our previous year reviews, Bubba Watson will remain winless in 2018. <laughs> I understand Bob's point of view. Don't get me wrong. Tremendous talent. Uh, there are Lots of change. Head-scratching material with diet change and weight loss and things of that nature. The golf ball. Uh, I thought was a huge change for him that really screwed him up, especially for one of the rare players on the planet that still likes to shape his golf ball, that doesn't doesn't play aim and shoot. I just think psychologically and emotionally – He is so lost in the wilderness. He has gone to the upside-down world, for all you Stranger Things fans out there. Uh, I don't think he's coming back from the upside-down world, and Bubba Watson will remain winless in 2018. And finally, my uh, last prediction uh, for 2018 is that Brooke Henderson will win her second career major in 2018. I think last year I predicted she would win two times. I didn't want to put too much pressure on her after her breakout year. (laughs) I know it sounds funny. But I said she will. She will. Br- you just
2: didn't want to put pressure on her, though. I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like you easy know, like, on her. You
1: know me. You know, yeah. I know she's listening, Brooke. I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, but she had such a huge breakout year the year before. Yep. And I didn't want to give huge expectations. It's a tough tour to win on. But I really thought she would win twice. I think in 2018 she's probably going to win three times, and mm-hmm. one of them is going to be a major. But I will go on the record as saying she will win her second major in 2018. There you go, Bob. Predictions.
2: All right. Well, we have some that are very similar and some that are not. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of this thing. I also predicted that Brooke Henderson would win a major. I'll wow. just leave it at that. I All think right. she's got a good enough game. I still think she's got to figure out how to play in uh, Lynx golf, but so I don't think it'll be one over there. It'll probably be U.S. opener, KPMG, uh, PGA Championship. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, I think we'll get two more Canadians winning on the PGA Tour.
1: New Canadians or it could just, be cross any two.
2: Any nice. two Canadians. We'll have two victories that will uh, go to Canadians on the PGA Tour. I think that Phil Mickelson... Will not win. Oh, <laughs> just stab you Ooh. right in the heart. Right, all right. Boom. That's a bat. Dinner, <laughs> <laughs> dinner
1: okay. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> this time next year, cheesecake factory. This time, ne- yeah. Oh well, well. If we're Jersey into your City. cheesecake factory, if not, dinner in Toronto <laughs> this time next year because we have to let the year play out. That's right. right. No, I'm yeah. thinking,
2: but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he's actually going to get close again, like he did this year, but he's just not going to be able to get over the hump. Um, I think there's two, two more that I'll give you. Three more I'll give you. I think Tiger will win. Wow! Uh, I think Tiger oh will come God. back. Oh my God, all right, that's two dinners now. Oh, wow. I'll say he wow. does it.
1: That's two winners. I think he two will. Dinners.
2: I think there will be a major rules snafu that will decide a significant tournament this year. Oh.
1: Unfortunately, oh. I on, think you're right.
2: On the level of Roberto DiVincenzo. Oh boy. Something like oh, wow. that. Where some guy's going to be thinking that he's won up. and not won. Or some girl. Wow. And finally, just to throw more fuel right on the fire. <laughs> uh the European Tour is going to win the Ryder Cup.
1: Wow! Oh. I could just be there as well. Oh. All right, so Bob and I, I got no win for Tiger. He's got win, Tiger. I got win for Phil. He's got no win for Phil. I got U.S. waxes Europe. You got Europe over U.S.
3: There we go. There's three
1: dinners. All right, <laughs> three dinners right there. Skulls, off to you, buddy. You have the floor for the final wow. predictions okay. towards That's 2018. Lots a
3: little up to here. Uh, I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but mm. I think it's going to hmm. be in Canada. Oh, oh, that would be good. That, actually, be that is a, think, that is a bold prediction. Yeah. I like it.
1: she got two cracks at it.
3: Right? I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. So here's another one. I think that Tiger is going to finish in the top 10 at the Masters. Okay. I can see that. I think he's going to finish inside the top 50 in the FedEx Cup. Wow. Having said that, in his career, he's held a 36-hole lead 33 times and has won 29 of them. I think he's going to have a 36-hole lead twice this year and not win either of them.
1: Wow. Okay, so very similar to what we saw in 2013 in majors. Not in regular PGA Tour events where he won five times, but how often in 2013 in majors was he in the hunt Heading into the weekend, near the lead or at the top of the leaderboard, and went backwards. So mm-hmm. you're going to say we're going to see a version of that yep. on the regular schedule this yeah, year. On the, the regular PGA schedule,
3: Tour. a top ten at the Masters. Uh, speaking of Masters, past Masters champions, I think Phil Mickelson is going to win, and I'm going to go as far as saying if he plays the Waste Management Phoenix Open, he's going to win that. So you like uh, him on the West Coast like I do. I like yep. him All on right. the West Coast. Okay, as well.
1: so you're and no win from Tiger.
3: No win from Tiger, but some close calls. And who wins the Ryder Cup? The Ryder Cup is going to be won by the United States of America. So
1: Adam Scully and Mark Zucchino are very <laughs> close on side. So it's, it's like, Scully
3: Zucchino against like the yeah, yeah. One player on Canadian soil I have a really good feeling about this year is Mr. Nick Taylor. Yeah. At uh, RBC? Uh, I think he's just going to get a win, another win in general. In general. And I think he's going to make the Tour Championship.
1: That'd be great. Yeah. Such a great guy. All of our Canadians are good guys, but I'd mm-hmm. love to see Nick because he got that win, yep. and we haven't seen that, uh, that rally from that victory. And like Bob suggested in one of our earlier shows, that... Maybe there was a little let-off mm-hmm. of the gas and and maybe rejigging of expectations. I would love that
3: for Nick Taylor. And he's had a great start so far in the wraparound yep. season this season. So.
1: Well, we've had a, a great uh, season here on Golf Talk Canada for television and for radio. So I'd like to thank both you two gentlemen, Mr. Weeks, Mr. Scully. Uh, tremendous year. I have so much fun doing it with this guy. you guys. You guys are the absolute best. And we can't say this out loud, but we will. It doesn't <laughs> feel like work. <laughs> Don't tell
3: <laughs> Jeff McDonald that this doesn't feel like
1: work. I'd like to thank Jeff McDonald. I'd like to thank everyone at the TSN Radio Network, everyone behind the glass that lets us do Golf Talk Canada. I'd like to thank our friends on the TV side, uh, Jamie Rydell that also helps us with uh, television, all the people behind that glass. Of course, all of our sponsors make it happen. So Acura, TaylorMade, Adidas, WeatherTech, Motocaddy Stewart Golf, Muskoka Bay, PEI, uh, Cedar Bray Golf Club. Uh, is there anyone I'm forgetting? I don't believe so. I think that's, a, that's, that's all good. of them. Our sponsors uh, make it happen. We can't wait to come back for season eight wow. of radio, kicking off in early February of 2018. I don't know where the time went. And season four? Of television, I believe, I, will be I kicked so. off in March. We don't have the exact date yet, but let's call it March of 2018. And let's not forget our Christmas special where we unveil the top 18 holes in yes. Canada. And we will unveil that for television, and we'll also do it around radio as well. So if you want to participate on our top 18 in Canada, all you have to do is hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Canada with your favorite par 3, par 4, par 5. We'll put that information, we'll collect the data, and put it along our expert panel and unveil the top 18. Thank you, Bob.
2: Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, sir. All the best to both you guys.
1: Great year. And remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC.